everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well, our podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. Objective here is to explore ways and help seniors, people 65 and over, live their lives well, but and uh, more importantly, finish their lives well. But if you're under 65, we welcome you and uh, hope that you will find some value in thinking about living your life well also. <clears throat> my name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here with my good friend, Hal Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Good afternoon, Hal. Well, good afternoon to you, Randy. It's a pleasure to team up with you again and help each other and invite others into this process with us in finishing well and living every day well for Jesus. That's our mission, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And, you know, we recently talked a little bit about a subject. Um, we've talked around a subject many times, but um, a subject comes up. And uh, I think in, in, in the podcast that you have covering the Apostle Paul, it is evident that we're going to face in the course of our efforts to finish well, we're going to face many difficulties and many situations along the pathway that we don't understand or that we can't even see how we could climb over. And yet we are to do something with our lives that you could call pressing on. We are to press on through and we are to uh, seek the Lord in our process of pressing on. And I would like you to talk a little bit about that, Hal, with me and help me understand how I can better grasp how Randy Hess can press on and how we can all press on in, in the, in, in the uh, face of many confusing things and many difficult things that get in the road. Well, I'd love to talk about that with you, Randy. Uh, let me set the stage for that because, again, uh, there is a place in Scripture that challenges us with this very idea. And when I say challenges us, I like to think of it as an invitation. You know, I, I love Jesus' call to the 12, follow me. I, he doesn't spell everything out in advance. He just simply says, follow me and I'll teach you. And that's our mission. I love Luke 640. No pupil is above his master. But every pupil, after he has been carefully trained, will be like his master. That's Jesus' words, his encouragement to disciples who are following him. So if I were going to turn to a passage, and I'm a biblicist, I think, in terms of how does Scripture apply to my life, I would go to Philippians 3 on this passage. It's where Paul actually uses these words to press on. Now, I want to remind us before I look at that, he doesn't say press on uh, without thinking of the hardships that are there. I mean, he's, he's actually, again, in prison as he writes these words. You, know, you say, how much more hardship and perseverance does somebody need uh, than from a prison cell? But as we know, uh, people perhaps perform at their best in prison. Look at the letters Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote from prison. You know, the, the hardships mm -hmm. of life God uses to stir something deep in us. So this goes back, like we said in uh, 2 Timothy, 
Paul ends up, and I've kept the faith. So Paul's faith drives him. I, I look at verse 9 in Philippians 3, and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And then Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Who doesn't want to live with the power of the resurrection in your body? But then he adds this, in the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. You know, so you see your life aging, you see the hardships coming. And Paul says, I saw that in Jesus. And I want to identify with everything that he went through so that I can have my own resurrection, just like Jesus had his resurrection. And that's the power of the Christian gospel. That's the power of the Holy Spirit working through our lives. So Paul faced all these hardships, and you can go to the other passages in Paul's writings where he talks about everything that he experienced, all those hardships, beatings, shipwrecks, uh, being stoned, I mean, just being abused. But then he says, you know, I don't want to dwell on the past. He says in verse 12, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Jesus. Now, we expanded on that a little bit earlier. I mean, God has a plan for our lives, and I want to press on to find it. You know, I can look back in the last decade, and I can see it, but I don't see it in the coming decade because I haven't lived this coming decade. I haven't even lived this next year. I haven't even lived next week. But what I want to say, I I want to press on so that I may lay hold of for this weekend, for next week, for next month, for this coming year. In fact, we could have retrospectively said that in COVID. How how did we press on through a year of COVID-19? You know, developing our lives, following Jesus. And he says in verse 8, Verse 13, forgetting what lies behind, I want to reach forward. Christians are future-directed people, even in the midst of their problems. I think of uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest now. Jesus says, take my yoke upon me and learn, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So Paul's life is consumed with his faith and how to realize it. And then he, uh, let me talk about this word, press on. Let's back off a little bit and reflect on this. Uh, The word to press on means literally to flee or put to flight. The idea of persecution is here. You flee persecution. You want to get away from hardships. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you want to run after what God's purpose is in your life. And I want to say that's that's a truism for every every stage of our life, our marriage, our personal life. What is it that I'm pressing on to? What is it that God has for me out there? What is it that I want to flee towards? It's intentional. It's deliberate. It's a mental process. You know, I think in the Apostle Paul, he went on three missionary journeys. He didn't want to go in the fourth one. You know, he was imprisoned in Jerusalem. In Caesarea by the sea, carried as a prisoner to Rome, a whole new life. But he has this mindset of pressing 
on mm. fleeing towards Jesus in every situation. So how do we explore that, Randy? How do we press on in the midst of our lives every day, every week, every month? Um, how do we make it the passion of our lives in completing the course? Right. Help me. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I have. So if I don't press on, how? What might I be doing? That's the question I have. Um, would I be, there is no opposite to pressing on as a term we can grab onto, is there? But I do want to just submit that it might mean uh, being distracted by something, so turning away as opposed to pressing on. It might mean giving up as opposed to pressing on. Um, or let me suggest it. It might mean idling. <laughs> yes. You know what I think of putting your car in gear to go forward. Yes. Well, you could just put it in park. I mean, who's okay. So it might mean pushing the pause button and pausing for my, my whole life. <laughs> just, I'm going to pause. Um, so pressing on is the sense that we are moving towards something in my book. But it's not just a casual move. It's not, it's not me in an inner tube floating down the Guadalupe, okay? It is me seeking something, uh, pursuing something. And so, to me, how there has to be in my mind, as well as my heart, a determination. It's a determined approach to what I'm doing. I'm determining that I want to do something, that I hope to do something, that I seek to do something, that I would love to do something, that I'm, I'm encouraged to do something. All of those things are pushing me forward in my mind and helping me. Helping me if it you know, we could we could substitute many little images here of someone pursuing something at the level that it takes great determination to do. But I could just say somebody crawling on his hands and knees towards some object that it's very difficult for me to grab a hold of and get to. But I'm going to keep crawling on my hands and knees till I get to it. And <clears throat> So I guess perseverance is a word I would associate with my determination. Perseverance and pressing on somehow to me how are associated with my journey. And um, so you've mentioned Romans 5 many times, 3 through 5. And um, so the quote is, and not only this. But we also celebrate our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. 
We need that hope, each of us. And this, this determination that we have in our, in, our, in our journey to persevere, no matter what obstacles and, and uh, confusing sights and difficulties are in our way, uh, is part of that. And we cannot have the strength to persevere. In my book, from listening to you talk about Paul, without faith, we, we can't, we, it's just almost impossible for us to get that. So f- our faith helps us become that, that determined person who can persevere, who can press on. Well, I think you're exactly right, Randy. Our, our faith, our, our zeal to follow Jesus is exactly what Paul has in mind, that I may know him. What made Jesus tick? Why did he have a commitment to intentionally obey his father's plan? I want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. I, I want to really learn how to persevere like Jesus. I want to really learn to live through hardships like Jesus lived as he strained forward towards everything his father had in mind for his life and for his death and for his resurrection and everything that he did. Uh, you know, so you're exactly right. Let me give you a little illustration. I think about in my own life. You know, as you age, you're not as agile physically. At least I'm not. <laughs> as I once thought I was. So it involves stretching. And they say one of the best things aging people can do is do a lot of stretching because the the muscles contract the longer you live and the longer you don't use them. So it's important to stretch. And and that is the idea that Paul has here. He, He wants to reach forward to what lies ahead. He wants to extend himself. He wants to stretch. So I think of Paul's words, every time I stretch my body, before I get on a bicycle to ride, I take a few moments to stretch out my muscles. You know, when I get up in the morning, I want to stretch. Why? Because I want to perform better. I want my body to be better. So Paul says, that's what I want to do spiritually. I want to stretch ahead into whatever it is God has for me. And of course, that's the thesis on finishing well ministries and living well, because we believe that God has a purpose for our lives now. So I'm not compelled by my job. Nobody's forcing me to get up early. Nobody's forcing me to lay out my mission or understand what it is God has for me. But knowing Jesus, I'm compelled to press into these years to discover what God has in mind for me. So I want to press into these years. I don't want to operate an idol. <laughs> I want to be intentional, and I want to be growing during these years. You mentioned something uh, in a previous podcast, I think, Hal, about, uh, I think it was something regarding uh, deep creates deep, something to that effect. I, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it. And um, so I'm just wondering if this is part of what uh, we might use <clears throat> in our thinking. Uh, Laura, our friend Laura, has put out a verse that I like. It says, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. 
all your breakers and your billows have swept over me. And that's Psalm 42, 7. Um, if the depth of the pain I'm feeling or the depth of the tribulation I'm facing has impacted to the point where I start paying attention more and more that I'm not in control. I'm not in charge. I'm not going to be able to wave my wand and get to the other side of whatever it is I'm facing. Um, then I think I began to pay attention deeper, deeper, more depth to my journey in terms of tuning into the Lord and knowing the Lord and, and growing my faith. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And may I give a quick illustration of this? Uh, two weeks ago, I was teaching on our third essential, that is learning to care and learning to love and being motivated by the love of Jesus that he showed as he went through his trials. So in reflecting of that, there was uh, an older woman sitting at a table right in front of me. And she uh, was near the session. We were reflecting on this together. And she raised her hand and said, may I say something? I said, sure. And she said, you know, I've had a lot of pain in my life. I said, tell me more. Uh, she says, you know, I buried a two-year-old son and a 54-year-old son. The pain in my in those two children's death is very deep. And but but I feel somehow it has led me into the heart of God more than anything else. And I want to be able to live out of that love as Jesus loved in his pain and not be bound by my pain from my, the death of my two sons. And I just really encouraged her. It, it was a it was a meaningful moment for me to hear the story of her pain. And to hear her desire to work through it and share it, it was a very powerful moment for everybody in the room. But I think it hits on what you're talking about. You know, there are, there are challenges in our life, but God wants to take us through them and grow through them. That they'll never, She'll never get over the loss of those two uh, children in her life, but she still can press on to be more of what God wants her to be in light of that. And I think that's what Paul has in mind here. When he reach forward, stretch, press, you know, go through whatever is blocking you, whatever is in your way, in a sense, and learn from it. You know, a little quote I have written here in my paper from J.I. Packer, which I think his little book, Finishing Our Course with Joy, is, is an absolute, <laughs> I would say every aging person, wherever you're at, you ought to read that book again and again and again and again. He has here, zeal means our zeal to know God, to press on, to reach forward. Zeal means a priority, a passion, and an effort in pursuing God's cause. So, and that's the whole idea in finishing well. I mean, we're not finished when we retire. We're just entering a whole new season of discovering what it is that God wants to be to us, in us, and through us 
as we keep growing. How would you how would you wrap up this session, Randy? How do you how how do you capsulize it? I just think that it's a journey we're on, um, and uh, pressing on to me is similar to the my goal of persevering through whatever uh, challenges and difficulties are coming. And uh, I, I refer back to uh, the a metaphor that um, our friend Laura has put together about somebody traveling along a pathway in the woods looking for the stream. We can hear that peaceful bubbling stream, but we can't see it. The brush, the trees, the undergrowth is too thick. The briars are too thick. So we take another step or two forward, and we look and we see a little bit of a parting in the brush, and we can see something. And we take another step or two, and we can see a little more. And so we put, we press on uh, in our taking one step at a time. And eventually, the trees and the brush part enough for us to see the peaceful stream right there in front of us. and. What it helps, the point of it is that the Lord is there all the time. The Lord is with us. But we don't always, always recognize that because we allow the brush and we allow the trees of life to get in the way. We allow the day-to-day to get in the way, but the Lord is there. So we have to have faith and we have to open our hearts and minds to listen and look, and we will see the peace of the Lord. And to me, that's part of pressing on, Hal, is knowing that the Lord is there, right there, for me to grab a hold of. I just need to take another step, and I will recognize it. Good words, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So. We finish with Paul's words again. I press on so that I may lay lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Christ. Reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Well said, Paul. We identify with you and we want to follow you just as you've encouraged us to follow you as you follow Jesus. So thanks for sharing this podcast. I hope it's encouraging to you. Let us know uh, a a thought, a topic, a response, a way to uh, communicate to our generation of elders that is growing across America. 10,000 of us are turning 65 every day. You know, in another 10 years, there are going to be more people who are seniors than people who are under 20 in America. Uh, We're fast becoming almost a fourth of the population of America, and I believe we have a task to do as aging believers, as men and women who are called to follow Jesus. So let's join together and um, press on. Thanks, Randy, for helping me press on. There's nothing better than a friend to help you press on, and I appreciate you. Amen to that. Thank you, Hal. May God bless us all as we follow him this day.